Hello, I'm Danny. I'm Delilah. And this is our podcast. So we're going to start by um, sharing our favorite lines. So my favorite line is, the passion that awoke in him that day when he saw her at the gate swept along like an avalanche or like a prairie fire or like anything that drives headlong over Um, My favorite line was, this was what made the gentle desire so happy for she loved him desperately. When he frowned, she trembled, but loved him. When he smiled, she asked no greater blessing of God. My favorite line is, she turned away like one stunned by a blow and walked slowly towards the door, hoping he would call her back. Okay, those were all very good. So, who wants to do the accent first? <laughs> okay, we go first. Okay, so, this is my attempt at a Louisiana accent. Why, it seems but yesterday that the desire was little more than a baby herself. <laughs> when Monsieur was riding through the gateway of Valmont, had found her lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillars. That was actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. Okay. Why, it seemed but yesterday that Des- Desiree was little more than a baby herself. When Monsieur was riding through the gateway, <laughs> <laughs> riding through the gateway, um, a Belmont had found her lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillar. Okay, well um, done, Delilah. Oh. I cried. <laughs> Why it seems okay. like yesterday that Desiree was a little more than a baby. <laughs> 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 that was a British accent. It's okay. It's okay. In right through the gateway of Belmont, had found her lying asleep in the shadow of the big stone pillar. Oh well. Okay, so the second question was explore how the author depicts the complex relationship between husband and wife. And I think that one of the most obvious ways that we saw this was in our um, favorite quotes that we each shared because Brittany and I both shared quotes about their intense love for each other, which was described very beautifully. And then suddenly it switched over to Delilah's quote, which was about yeah. um, like the hatred that had blossomed between them and how she felt stabbed by suddenly Armand's actions when before they were like so deeply infatuated with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the, uh, the change there is caused by, like in the beginning, it's described as um, being suddenly very in love. And that's kind yeah. of not a very stable foundation. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like, it, would, it started with like love at first sight, which like, when you first read it, it seems very romantic, but then, like, going more into the story, you realize that um, Armand's love for Desiree is very surface level, just because she's very beautiful and like, described, she's <clears throat> very beautiful and gentle, affectionate, but then later on, like, when he thought that she was black, like, his feelings for her immediately changed, and seemed like she like he thought of her almost as an object rather than a person that he fell in love with. Yeah. I think also Armand was like very selfish because it said um, towards the end it said he thought Almighty God Okay, excuse the interruption. Anyway, so I think that Armand was very selfish. Um, Because towards the end it said he thought Almighty God had dealt cruelly and unjustly with him and felt somehow that he was paying him back in kind when he stabbed us onto his wife's soul. Um, He, moreover, he no longer loved her because of the unconscious injury she had brought upon his home and his name. So it was like he was 
upset because it ruined his own identity, but not because it was something that like divided them both. It was more like he was just angry at her, which is also very like you don't want that at all in a relationship because you want to be able to like easily forgive each other. And I think that's really just like a bad relationship between husband and wife for sure. Yeah, and I like I can, I can see like if you've known someone for such a long time and you suddenly find out something about them, it is surprising. But like the way he handled it was just so bad. And yeah. if you truly love someone, no matter what, like you find out about their past or like where their origins, I don't think that should change your love for someone. Yeah. It just mentioned multiple times how cruel he was being. And, you know, I mean, you, obviously, a relationship will be complex if it goes from utter infatuation to killing yourself over your husband. So, yeah, yeah that's a problem. Yeah. Another thing is, like, Desiree's definitely, like, very, de like, emotionally dependent on Armand. Like, he's her only source of happiness. Like, she was explaining how, like, when he smiles, she asks for no greater blessing of God, but then later on, she um, says that um, after um, Armand told her that she wasn't white, she said that she said she was so unhappy that she couldn't live, and that was just a huge juxtaposition that like really showed that um, Desiree's like entire life was just circled around Armand. Yeah, and especially that he was like also wrong after that. Yeah, he was like no. Your color. Hello. <laughs> and, then, and then she killed herself because of him, which is not something that should happen in a healthy relationship. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, in general... Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly. Um, another thing we noticed is that it almost seemed like Desiree was on Armand's trophy wife, kind of, in a way. Yeah, especially because in the beginning, when they suddenly fall in love, um, he's just finding that she, um, yeah, like, unclear origins. Yeah, her unclear origins were, they didn't matter to him, um, but at the end they do, because suddenly it matters to, um, his family name and, yeah. And it's um, so, he like, is. drastic that he forces her to leave. Yeah. yeah. I think like because they fell in love so quickly it also disappeared really quickly okay and from this we can transition on to question it's now consider how the author explores the complex relationship between emotions and social propriety yeah so I think this is a really good transition because we were basically yeah. saying that their the complexity in their relationship came from Armand's stance on his mm -hmm. like personal social status um, and it's definitely, I mean, in a healthy relationship, you would want the status of, like, who you are or who you marry kind of to not matter if you truly love someone. Um, so that's what it means, like, emotions, basically, you want to kind of choose emotions over your social status, but, and, and it seemed like it was that way at first because he had chosen to go, like, along with her and, like, marry her and have a child together. Yeah. But then eventually he realized that it was not good for his name. Yeah. And that's probably why she was so stunned because he was like,
Oh yeah, actually, I just realized that I have an important role in society, and like now I can't love you for that role. And we don't really know if it's entirely accurate that he stopped loving her, or if he had to push her away for that exact reason, and like if his, his emotions were still actually there. And I don't know if like this is something that comes with age. Like, I guess like when you're younger, you just do what your heart desires. But then once you grow up a little more, you like start understanding that like you have a lot of responsibilities, especially like in like in the 1800s, it's the social construct, everything was very strict. So like at first like his love was all that mattered but then i guess when he grew up he like realized that or well this isn't necessarily true but like that's what he came to the realization of that um sometimes love isn't enough to for a relationship but i also think along with that is um like with that maturity idea is the fact that they had a baby um mm -hmm. probably made them kind of have to grow up a little bit yeah um, for sure there's like actual responsibility thing. rather than like it's playing around with the relationship. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and having that responsibility kind of forced them to look at um, their place in society and just life in general differently than they had before. Um, and once you have a child, it's like you have to really look at your own relationship with your spouse. Just yeah. because it's harder to take care of so many things when you're not um, very close or don't have a Like, I think for sure, like, in a relationship, ideally, like, love and your emotions should be, like, what's driving the relationship and, like, what matters the most. But sometimes it is, like, sadly the truth is that sometimes when you and someone else, you guys are so different, it's different, it's more, it makes it more difficult to, um, for, with, with conflict. I'm also curious, um, why uh, Desiree didn't say anything about Armand being the one that was actually lower in social status. Um, like at the end it says, I thank God, I thank good God for having so arranged our lives that our dear Armand will never know that his mother who adores him belongs to the race that is cursed with a random slavery. Oh, I think that was the mom that said that though. Because it was, it was the mom. No, oh yeah, the it was letter. like, an, it was an old letter. Oh, that's yeah, true. That's in true. the letter. Yeah. yeah. So it was an old letter from his mother to his father. And I, I I don't know. I can imagine that, like, he probably was even extra heartbroken from that because we don't really know if he gave up Desiree willingly or if he gave her up because he thought he was going to lose his social standing. So if, I but mean, it like, it says, it like, he said, like, he yes, valued his social standing over right love for but history. i mean either way he did but like maybe he didn't value it that much more like it was just a very small margin in between like he, he still loved her but it was like just a tiny bit more than he cared about his social status well but i like, argue that um he his social status definitely mattered more to him um as opposed to what you were saying about it being a small amount because of the things in the text that say that um how he felt that god had dealt him terrible and yeah. For him. Right. But I mean, there's definitely some sort of what I'm saying is that there's definitely going to be some sort of element of guilt after that because yeah, for sure. He yeah. then realized. The truth. Yeah, he then realized that he was wrong, and if he really loved Desiree, you would hope that 
his mindset would then change because he'd be like, oh, I was wrong, like, I, I want to fix this yeah. or something. I don't, really, I don't really know how he would be able to make amends, especially also now that, like, Desiree is dead. But, but one thing I wonder is, like, how did he not know that his mom was black? And how did Desiree not know? Because, like, in the beginning, they said that he moved from Paris back to Louisiana um, um, at age eight after his mom died. I think at age eight, like, you should be old enough to know. Yeah, to recognize it. Yeah. Especially if it was that obvious in his, like, appearance. But maybe it wasn't. And also, well, I mean, she did say that he was like darker skin than she was. She was very pale. She's yeah. described. So he probably, boy. probably what happened then is that he had to build his social status up and like work like, harder to do that even more because he already had this like skin tone. So he was trying to like make up for it by like having this this social standing, and then like with Desiree, like allegedly like ruining it, he was like, okay, I can't, I can't like lose this that I worked so hard to build up. Well, it's, he didn't know, though. But no, also, he didn't know, but, like, if it looked like he was, well, yeah. then it was probably harder for him to reach this, like, hierarchy, the top of the hierarchy. I also think, though, that, um, he, it, it can be, um, contrasted with the relationship of, um, Armand's parents, because... Yeah, um, that's what I wanted Yeah, to exactly. At, in the end, it, like, tells about how she's saying, um, the mother, she's saying how much she is thankful for her husband for, um, taking care of her, um, yeah. and loving her so much even though she is a different race than him and has a different social standing. Yeah. And one thing I wonder is that, like, because your values in life are usually made up, like, built up from your, you know, your parents raising you, like, that's right. where your values come from. So if his dad married a black woman, like, I wonder why his values that he passed on to Armand are still so racist and like very caught up on social standing rather than love. If that's and I mean, the mom did. also said like the cursed, that's cursed with a brand of slavery. So she probably also taught him that like she's ashamed of herself and where she came from. So, which obviously isn't what you want your mother to teach you, but then it got to that eventually, and so then Armand already had that in his mind. But then how would he not know his mom was yeah. black? Wait, he, it doesn't I, make I don't sense. know. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but either way, the there's just there's just this like hand-in-hand -hand relationship between someone's emotions, mm -hmm. whether it's like love or their like or their I don't know opinion on themselves mm -hmm. and their social standing. Because, you know, obviously you want to be respected and you want to be, you want to like have a higher ranking, I guess. Um, but also it's like, where does that balance out with someone that you love? Because with, clearly with the parents, it was like, it balanced out. Yeah. And love and the emotions won that side, but it did not with Desiree and Armand, so very sad. It happens a lot, I imagine, in real life. How it is. Okay, so question four is, what archetypes did you uncover in your reading, and how do they contribute to your understanding in the previous questions? Um, so one of the archetypes we said was autumn, because autumn is kind of towards the end of the year. Um, it might represent the death or ending of something, 
Um, in this case, that would be like their love phrase. Yeah. yeah, and also and she committed suicide. Yeah. Which I did not notice at first. Like I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I thought she went home. Yeah, me too. And um, yeah, another thing is that I found that. I'm not really completely sure, but it seemed to me that like Desiree might have been portrayed as a Christ figure because in the beginning she was described to be beautiful, gentle, affectionate, sincere, like perfect. And then also her origins are unclear, which is kind of like Jesus Christ because um, she, she was he was born without like a father, you know. Oh, so I don't really know. I don't really know how to like describe it, but yeah. So that there's that, and then another thing is. Um, she was always described wearing strong white clothes and stuff, and um, I think it's it's like almost all the characteristics except for magic and the revival thing because she does die. Yeah, she does um, die, and but it's, she it's just like, doesn't come back to life. That's the only thing that like that failed, and I think also that might be linked to like a failed baptism. Um, yeah, because it's the only and no, and mention of the, yeah, it's the only mention of, of water and like full submersion and. Obviously, if she did not come back again, I guess that's a change in, like, in her, I mean, she figured she would yeah. just disappear forever because she thought it was, I guess maybe it was also kind of a sacrifice because she thought it was better for Armand and for, like, clearly what he thought his social standing would be if she wasn't there anymore. Um, and more hints to, like, the, um... Uh, Christ figure archetype is like um, near the end she's like her hair was uncovered and the sun's rays brought a golden gleam to his brown meshes so it's kind of it's like um, and she has this like, like ethereal yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then and then it also said uh, where the stubble bruised her tender feet and tore her thin gown to shreds which is like you know kind of like referencing Jesus on the cross on the cross yeah yeah, I'm curious, um, it didn't really mention what the baby was doing as she like literally walked into the bayou with the child, um, but since we don't have like the de- development of what the baby would be, um, we don't really know like if, if somehow it had changed or like maybe the baby was just not meant to be on the planet at all and so like with the baptism it was like finally removed. We don't really know. That's so sad. From, I know, it's very sad. It's very dark. I'm sorry. Um, back to, real quick, the uh, bit about her not being revived. I think, in a sense, it can also, or almost say that she's been revived, sort of, at the end, when they read the mother's letter. Um, because it turns out that everything's all wrong. Yeah. Everything's, like, not correct, so she kind of, like, um, died for the wrong purpose, sort yeah, of. Yeah, so that's so why like it would her, be, like, a her, failed revival. Yeah, yeah. like, her innocence or get I guess is like renewed so yeah. in that sense yeah, she's yeah, revived yeah. but not like physically yeah what, that's a good point I didn't think that yeah what needed to happen too was like some sort of baptism for Armand yeah I think the, and the, I guess, the bonfire yeah right? the bonfire kind of counts for that he wasn't like submerged in it but all his stuff yeah and, like all of the you know like stuff that he had left over from Desiree and it doesn't ever clarify whether or not he changed after the bonfire. But I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you can imagine that saying, like, that his mother belongs to the cursed brand of slavery would be, like, a shockingly important fact that he needs to know, and it would, like, impact the rest of his life. Yeah, and also, like, 
he kind of made his wife commit suicide because of that. Like he would. He has he would, to. Like, he has to be guilty. His mind. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, he's not a good person. Well, who knows? Maybe he isn't a good person. Okay, how can someone be so bad? Well, he didn't know either, and he didn't know that she was gonna go kill herself. No, no, no. How can someone he was like not be guilty, unsympathetic of just being yeah. like, just leave? Like he didn't care. He was like, I don't care where you go. Well, he knew she had a mom that cared about her and stuff, so... That's true, but he also didn't, like, encourage, like, go back to your mother who cares That's about true. you. That's true. So, sad. Yeah. Um, were there any other... Um, there wasn't, like, there wasn't any flight. Well, what about fire? Is fire count as one? Yeah. Yeah, we said it was kind of like a baptism. Well, it's um, a baptism, but it's also he's burning Desiree's old stuff, so it's yeah. kind of like condemning her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's trying to get rid of her. I think also, um, fire sometimes can represent like passion, and at the beginning there was like strong so emotion. much passion and such like a strong emotion about loving her, but that was like there's this passion about how much he like hates her because she's yeah. like wrong. So it kind of that also just goes back to the first couple questions about like how their relationship flipped. And yeah. it was like suddenly all that passion was consumed by like rage. And, and also another thing is like fire can be for creation and destruction. Yeah. And I mean that also kind of is like Desiree's thing because Desiree was like part of the creation because they made a baby. Um, <laughs> but like eventually she was like in meantime in the That's forever. So sad. That's so sad. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I mean, I searched up some, some of the stuff while I was reading it. It says Desiree means desire. I don't know, like how, how. I haven't really. I don't. I don't know. That might be. That might be also like a a Christ figure thing. Yeah. Because it's like the Christ figures often hold like a very big power within them, and I feel like desire is a big like emotion or feeling or power, and it can like drive you to do some crazy stuff, like marry some psychopath who forces you to kill yourself. So. Yeah. Well, he didn't force Well, no, but it eventually, ultimately, um, ended that way. I, I have another archetype. So, um, in the beginning, uh, the shadow of the big stone pillar, a shadow can try to represent her um, mysterious yeah, past. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think also with that um, area in the beginning, um, when it describes her as a child, through, throughout the rest of it, it's like just maintaining her innocence throughout the entire story. And I think right. that's further, like, you know, like it, like, really digs into that point by having her start off as a baby at first, yeah. Yeah. or as a, not a baby, but like a child, um, because it's just like it starts off with this idea of innocence and like carries through the rest of it. Exactly. Um, and then, and I think we also feel some sympathy for her because she had like a rough upbringing that we don't know about, but she was just sitting by like a pillar in the middle of nowhere, and then like. Her life ended very, very tragically. Yeah. But like at the, even at the end, like we already talked about this sort of in the Christ figure um, stuff, but she wore white through the entire story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she had this like like higher up quality about her. Right. And then at the end she kind of like because her clothes get all torn, kind of representing that she's like well, obviously she's dying. And um yeah. And that's kind of like similar to the, again, Christ figure thing where he gets nails in his hands and all that. Yeah. I also noticed that um, the archetypes, 
archetypes that it lacked. So for example, like a communion, um, there obviously can be a failed communion, but there was no communion at all in this. And usually a communion like signifies creating a bond. And as we mentioned before, there was really no bond created between them because it, it like, just was like happened. love, but it wasn't enforced. So if there had been maybe a communion, then maybe this this whole like picking social standing over your love for your freaking wife would not have <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, so it was probably like, you know, it was necessary. No, I agree.
And his whole motive at first was like to get that back. So he was like, fine, I'll like take you along on your stupid little field trip um, if you'll give me the crown back. But then eventually that changed. Eventually, yeah. He's like, oh wow, this is awesome and I'm in love. Yeah. And then, yeah. no, this is, the, she's the We just correct, ignore the, the age person. gap. She's the person. Wait, how big? You know what? That doesn't matter right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought a counterexample sort of was Rapunzel herself because she doesn't have a different oh, she's motivation. She's so naive. She doesn't she, have... Yeah, she's exactly. Naive. She's very She's innocent. too naive to she's have, innocent. like, a big secret. Like, her secret, I guess, was the fact that her hair is magical and glows. But that didn't affect the motivation. But it didn't, yeah, it didn't it affect her motives at all because she wasn't afraid of letting that secret happen, like, be released to the world she was like oh by the way i have magic hair and he was like cool so it I mean, didn't it really change obvious. her hair was 70 feet long yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like there has to be something about that but yeah. the, the secrets that definitely did change like specifically with mother gothel it was like she had this um i think also when you like carry a secret for too long it kind of changes who you are and you become like a very skittish kind of person because you're like, ah, what? Nothing. Yeah. And like, and then, uh, she was always very worried about Rapunzel. When you like, tell when she left, something, she was like, ah. Yeah, and when you tell yourself something like so many times, you kind of like almost start believing in Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, maybe that's what Armand did, honestly, because maybe he knew that his mom was black, but she died so early on that she, he just started like repressing all of these like memories. Yeah, he was like, it's not like, me, no, it's I'm not like, me, I'm it's not me. me. And then it finally was like, uh huh, yeah, it is. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing about Rapunzel is the secret tower. Um, yeah. And it's like kind of Flynn writing. Flynn, Flynn, Flynn writing. Flynn <laughs> writer finding out the secret that Mother Gothel has, and she gets really like freaked out about it, and that motivates even more of her actions during the whole movie because yeah, that's like kind of stabby. Yeah, that's the plot. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, yes. Other secrets in literature, um, the first thing I thought of was Frankenstein, surprise. Right. Um, and I think with Victor Frankenstein, um, his secret obviously was that he had created this yeah, creature he and he would not admit to having done that. Yeah, he would not um, tell and that definitely fueled his, um, his like motivations for... Running away all the time. Exactly. <laughs> for like, yeah. and, and it didn't, I mean, if he had just admitted to the secret, things would have ended up so much better because his family would have been like, we'll help you, you know? Well, like, would they actually... Yeah, maybe, well, maybe. I mean, fewer people would have died, probably. Few, definitely fewer people would have died. I mean, he, everyone died He definitely would have gone to some sort of like prison or had to pay and, and yeah. like be guilty. But that was like the biggest thing that fueled his being like, oops, someone died, my fault, my bad. Uh, I'll stop it later, I guess. But like, it definitely made him a more selfish person person because he was like, if I admit to this, I'm going to jail and I do not, do not want that. Yeah. And like, and, uh, and, uh, like not trying to be like Frankenstein, he, well, he's not like Rapunzel, but like he, he's always been trying to like open up to people and like in the beginning. Wait, he's the there. monster? Like, yeah, the yeah, monster. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, the creature, um, like, he's kind of like Rapunzel in the beginning, he's very naive, and um, he always wanted to, like, make friends with people, he didn't think that his appearance would matter, but then, I guess... He didn't see it as a secret, he didn't see it as something he had yeah. to hide. Yeah, and, but, which is, like, exactly the opposite of Armand, and, but then, like, as, yeah. as, with more life, he realizes, oh, it's, that's a bad thing, which is maybe what Armand did. Which is why he then, like... Pushed the yeah. love of his life out of his life, which meant there was no love in his life. Tragic. Are we still talking about Armand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like the monster. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, another example I thought of was in Star Wars. Um, Darth Vader has the secret that Luke is his son. Um, and that motivates Spoiler him. alert. Oh, wait. You haven't watched Star Wars? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but uh, Luke is his son, and that motivates him because um, it's kind of like he's trying to get Luke to come to the dark side. Um, and obviously, there's that other motivation of just getting more people onto the dark side, but he wants Luke specifically. Uh, because he is his son. He wants to, like, make amends between him and his son. Yeah, which, like, sort of. fuels his whole character. Because he's yeah. like, I won't kill you if you join me. And it's just like, I don't want to do that. But it's like, the whole secret behind that is that he's his father and he, like, secretly loves and cares for him. Yeah, supposedly. But he's, yeah, but he's eventually, like, driven mad by that secret. Um, and ends up not and, being and the most like, excellent person. Kind of similar uh, to what we're reading here because um, in the prequel series he's like in love and all that and like he's not supposed to be and then that causes him a lot of turmoil and that's also a secret his being in love yeah um, yeah because it's like his Jedi code you know he's yeah. not allowed to do that yeah but and that was his motivation his yeah yeah to become Darth Vader it fuels his entire side. like idea of wanting to bring people back from the dead and like whatever. Yeah, so basically he's evil because he loves people too much, which is very That's ironic. That's so sad, yeah, like, another thing, like, that, like, he's on to, like, you know, in the secret garden, um, the uncle, he always kept the secret garden, the garden, like, hidden from his son, and, like, he was so overprotective of his son because, because he loved his wife so much, and then after after she died, like, she, he kind of, like, wanted to, kind of, like, our mind, like, repress everything and yeah. just pretend nothing ever existed. And then, um, but then kind of, like, it kind of shows, like, no matter what secret you have, like, it'll always go, come out at some point. Like, the, the garden continued to flourish. Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't maintained and, you know. It basically seems like almost the, the root of very many secrets, not all of them, but many secrets are fueled by love or loss or both um, because it's like sometimes really when yeah it's sometimes I, I when like something happens well okay so like when something happens and you lose someone or you love someone so much you like go to these drastic lengths to do what you can to like either bring them back or keep loving them or whatever the situation is and it kind of ends up being very dangerous for you know like the person involved because then you know some unfortunate circumstance will happen and they'll have to like keep it from everyone yeah, in well, order to maintain that love or to destroy that love because it's like yeah. social standing in Dan Marmont's case. Yeah, well, uh, what I was going to say is that, uh, like, to build on what you were saying, basically, is, well, maybe not to build, but to take it further, I don't think it's just love. I think it's also just desire in general. And love yeah. is definitely... <gasps> desire. A, yeah. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's kind of like, because... I was thinking about Flynn Rider, right? Because his initial motivation behind his secret was like greed. Yeah, exactly. It's greed, and that's like a desire. He was like, I want a castle, and then he was like, actually, I want to marry this long-haired lady I found in a castle. Yeah, in a tower. Um, yeah, but that was kind of his motivation was desire, and I think love is like kind of the greatest desire, and that motivates a lot of things. Yeah. And so does loss, because loss is also kind of based on love. Um, like, if you lose your a family member or something, um, and you really loved them, then you might 
wants them back. You might have crazy things. Yeah, and very desire. And then you do <laughs> really dumb things sometimes. Like I don't, re I don't have a specific like show, but like in a lot of like Korean dramas and things like that, I remember seeing like because someone was moving away, they would purposefully push the other person away to like try to make it seem like they don't love them. Yeah. In order so that it, like because also that their whole thing about like be... wanting to do something so much that you like believe it. Yeah. Since you're telling and, yourself. And like they're so that the, like they think that like if it seemed like he doesn't love her like it'll ease her pain when he leaves. Yeah. But then honestly, I think like it's like sometimes it's like the opposite. Like if she knew, they could have worked things out. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, that so, is. So that concludes our podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Brittany. I am Danny. And I'm Delilah. Have a great day. Go night. Go night. <laughs>